Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 29th of May 2013. Newcomers, please help yourself to the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. If you go into the archive section, you'll you'll have lots and lots of hours of downloaded uh, audios for going over, pouring over, where I go through the system you're living in. It's a big system designed a long, long time ago by the richest people on the planet. And they, they were the guys who created the foundations, the big non-profit organizations that run in trillions of dollars every year. And they have armies and armies of NGOs, which lobby governments, they lobby newspapers and so on. And they get articles printed all the time about the, the shape of the world, the way it's going to be. In other words, they direct the course of our, uh, our cultures, our nations, our thoughts and so on uh, into the future because the future is definitely guided uh, by those up above us of course and it's always really been that way only more so today with instant communication etc it's so easy to indoctrinate millions of people across the planet at the same time with the same news and so on same propaganda so help yourself to the audios as I say they're all for free download and there's well over a thousand up there to listen to and I go through the, the guys who started up this system and how they would use science to indoctrinate children at school and so much so that uh, any parental input would be uh, would be negated basically by social indoctrination at school. It worked very, very well back in the 1920s. It's even better today and they've worked on it very steadily ever since. So as I say, the future is directed. So go into the website, find out how it's done because you're, you're living through it. You, you are the actual proof of how it works and you find that your opinions are given to you. What you feel is given to you as well about certain topics and so on. You'll have emotional uh, reactions to different topics either for or against immediately too and that's Pavlovian responses because you've been conditioned to have them by your indoctrination and uh, remember too you're the audience that bring me to you you can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com where I go through the history of the system and how the knowledge of running millions of people's minds is nothing new. The ancients did it with the ancient priesthoods right up to the present time and knowledge is never lost and advisors are far more important than presidents and prime ministers because they're taught the real sciences of, of social engineering and, and mass manipulation and so on. They call it communications by the way and they have lots of degrees in that. So as I say help yourself and uh, if you buy the books and dish you'll find out how it's done. And from the US to Canada, you can use personal checks still, or you can still use international postal money orders from the post office. You can send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. Straight donations are awfully well received, believe you me, because um, it, it takes a lot of cash to run what I do here with all the sites I have up there and, uh, and the satellite communications and all the rest of it. And I depend upon you. If I put on advertisers, I could certainly get lots of cash raking in here, but uh, then I'd have to re-plug lots of ads and sell you stuff all through it, etc., uh, etc. Et and of course that would detract from giving you the basic info that I'm putting out there. 
And we are living through uh, this big 21st century plan because everything was to culminate in 21st century, the century of change, the age of Aquarius, all the new age was talked about because that was all given to them too by the ones who already directed the world. And everyone's been shaped into the changes that have to come in in this 21st century. We're living through it and there's clashes of civilizations, you might call it too, happening in, in old countries where uh, immigrants come in en masse, etc. This is all part of the, of the big, big change, the century of change. The things that the, what people think of as the far left have been pushing for ages, but in actual fact it wasn't the far left at all. The international bankers have been promoting this for an awful long time for different ends, of course, because they prefer a social system with lots of bureaucracy and government to train the public. It's much easier to get obedient uh, people who are going to pay up in the future. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. As I say, we're going through the time of change, and the changes that are happening now were agreed upon through lots of uh, government and bureaucratic meetings, international meetings, since about the 1980s, in fact, to do with trade and to do with um, foreign investment or takeover of of companies within your own countries from foreigners. And it's still going on, of course, it's, it's, it's accelerating now. And you can't deny them uh, access to buy over anything in your country now because it's a world agreement that was arranged through the World Trade Organization. And, and the, they held the meetings in, in France for over a two-year period. It was kept very low-key in the media. And every government had sent their diplomats over to take part in it. And uh, that was in the 90s for the final signatories on it, and it was all passed. So you can't stop them coming in and taking over. But uh, they can also take lots of food out of your country as well, and that's part of it too. We're living at a time of unbridled greed as well, as companies go for broke, basically to maximize the profits, which generally means that you're paying the workers less money or use inferior materials for production. And, of course, that's a big one now, too, in field materials. Wherever they can cut a penny off, they'll do it. Uh, and you end up with plastic things on small engines and so on that fall off and break and are constantly replaced if you even find them. But it's buyer beware time, and it'll get worse and worse as we go through this maximizing the profit stuff. Because we're, we are in an age where, where there's so many folk who are, who are consumed with what they call success. And success to them is having uh, lots of cash, their own private jet, etc., and free from all the worries that the people down below have. And, uh, and of course, it's very short-sighted because they don't realize they're destroying everything in the process. It doesn't matter to them. Anyway, we find now, of course, that uh, Hong Kong, it says, and this is from Reuters, is China's Shanghui uh, International said it would buy Smithfield Foods, Inc., for $4.7 billion, it's a U.S. company, uh, and cash to help satisfy growing demand for U.S.-made pork in its home market, but the deal may raise concerns in the U.S. Now, it's not just pork, uh, because I've got another article put up alongside this one. It's to do with the fact, uh, I wonder what was behind it, uh, where the U.S. had pushed for new terms for the... Hi, folks, I'm back again at the power cut. Just came in there. And I was just mentioning this uh, this Chinese Chinese uh, deal with the U.S. with with its food system and so on. But they'll take more pork and it's actually beef too, I believe, into China. But they're, they're also in another article which I'll put up tonight. 
they're re, uh, giving new names to new cuts, or to old cuts, basically, of pork. Uh, and so you end up with, they'll take the best stuff and you end up with the, the bottom stuff, which sounds better because they're giving them fancy names. So that's going to justify the, the increases and so on for even worse food. So I'll put them both up tonight. But this, this article says that, um, it says that the, the growing demand of U.S. beef pork in its home market uh, is, is booming and so on in China. But the, D, the deal may raise concerns. It says, the agreement announced Wednesday comes after Smithfield's largest shareholder agitated for change at the Virginia-based pork producer, the world's largest, including a call to break up the company. The deal is subject to review by the U.S. Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., or CFIUS, it's called. A government panel that reviews transaction that would bring U.S. businesses under foreign control, Smithfield said in a statement. The transaction would be the largest Chinese takeover of a U.S. company with an enterprise value of $7.1 billion, which includes the assumption of debt. The biggest Chinese cross-border deal was with, the previous list was with Canuck Limited, uh, a 2012 acquisition of Canada's Nexon Limited with an enterprise value of about $17.7 billion, according to Thomson Reuters data. As his relations between the U.S. and China over cross-border deals have become testies of late, the issue may arise next week when U.S. President Obama meets with Chinese counterpart Xing, uh, Xi Jinping in California to talk about cybersecurity. So I'll put this link up tonight for those who want to keep... And by the way, you should take these stories if you're interested in any stories at all. Uh, I put them up at the end of the night, all the links for them, and copy them, because in the future, they all go missing. They will just disappear, very simple as that. It's already happening. In fact, there are lots of articles, and you have to go through everything and with a link checker every, every week now to try and find, uh, if you can find the old stories which have been moved or deleted or whatever. And that's how the past is eradicated. Now, and also, too, I want to mention that um, the U.S. and Canada authorities are sparring over the peace bridge, believe it or not. It's called the peace bridge. Here they're sparring over it. In recent months, Mr. Cuomo's chief representative to the binational authority that manages the bridge has described his Canadian counterparts as duplicitous, criticizing the deceitful, disrespectful, and arrogant behavior, according to emails he sent them. The fact that you ask for mutual respect is nothing short of laughable, William B. Hoyt third told the Canadians. It began over efforts to expand the plaza on the North York side of the bridge, with Canadian members of the authority board expressing reservations about spending far more for land than its assessed value. In it turned personal, Mr. Hoyt, authority's vice chairman, has tried to remove the general manager of the authority, a Canadian, and has boycotted some of the authority's board weeks and alleged that Canadian officials were guilty of a raft of improprieties. So it's a business thing, really, and of course they can call themselves nasty names and all the rest of it which is a standard technique in modern business. But regardless, uh, someday I'll get the NOA and I'll go through and so on. That's all really nasty stuff coming from uh, Coma's office, which is standard kind of New York stuff anyway. I think that's how they talk to each other in New York anyway. Now also, just the horror of global warmness, alarmists, the, the global cooling is here. And they go, this is a good article that goes through some of the histories which they think they know about. I always laugh at all, the, all their, um, their, their, their eschatology to do with, uh, with their atmosphere and temperatures and so on, because it's all guesswork, really. But they do go through a lot of the histories they can sort of pretty well say happened with, with temperatures to do from various uh, ice samples they get at different poles, things like that, and also with tree rings and so on. 
and they go through the, what's happened, they go through the, the cooling periods we had at different periods in, in history, the warming periods, and it goes up and down like a yo-yo. And it's always been like that, as far as we can tell, always been like that. But you find now there's a lot of people uh, and scientists uh, who want to keep some credibility absconding from or leaving the global warming parties and uh, because they're losing all their credibility because they're not getting their warming if I were getting cooling across the world lots of articles from all countries in Europe uh, to do with this and uh, they're even having snow in some parts of the US still and we're getting uh, freezing temperatures at night up where I am in Ontario Canada still and you have to put a fire on every night so I'll put that one up too now also uh, I can't fathom why people who are, who are told to be monitored all the time have to get the devices that monitor them. I can understand if you have to have a computer for a, a show or something like that, they're doing a broadcast, then you need something there. But the you people are as little on that computer as possible to do it in any personal way whatsoever because it's a monitoring device in many ways, actually. Even in the late 90s, uh, there were scandals when it was found out that laptops could be could be uh, listening to you and uh, remote authorities or agencies could could basically trigger the microphone on even if you switched it off things like that that's all been admitted to in the past so people keep using it now of course they're used to using cell phones and blabbing off in front of whole crowds or in, in, in queues at ticket counters and they'll say the most intimate things and everyone hears them and they don't care anymore well I, I just in my mind I write them these people off that they're not complete human beings, obviously, anymore. Uh, they live in a fictional reality, uh, like a cartoon show or something. Anyway, uh, people are buying the Xboxes, the new ones, and they find out there's a monitoring device under the guise of a gaming console. They'll buy it regardless for the children, because the children will nag them after seeing all the ads. That's how they design these, these ads, of course, are designed to hit at the children, and then they, they nag the parents into getting them. But says, um, this guy goes on to talk about the old systems which you had, and you were left alone, etc., and it was all yours. But so today is completely different. He says, the unveiling of these capabilities no one asked for has lifted some eyebrows around the world. It says, Tim Vines, director at Civil Liberties Australia, told Games Fix that Microsoft has a lot to answer for with a product that has the ability to listen and watch everything a person does. Why would you buy something like that? I can't fathom it. Just people should have the ability to turn off the camera or microphone, even if it limits the functionality of the machine, he said. Uh, Vines believes privacy is all about control. Uh, of course, it says if Microsoft doesn't allow that control, then people should vote with their wallets and skip the next Xbox. And it says that Microsoft should be upfront about what it does with data collected by the Xbox One. This new Xbox meets the definition of a surveillance device under some Australian laws, so we need to be upfront and tell customers whether anyone else can intercept information or remotely access their device. Well, I read an article last year about that. Uh, with, with they were coming, they were doing this with Xbox, or going to do with the Xboxes. The military was one of the agencies that was involved, and they want to assess children's abilities and so on. I know that they were recruiting down the road for drone strikes and things like that, and uh, I'm sure that's part of it too. According to Berlin's uh, Federal Data Processing uh, commission, Commissioner, Peter Shard, Xbox One is nothing more than a monitoring device under the guise of a gaming console. It says it continuously records all sorts of personal information about me, my reaction rates, my learning or emotional states, 
These are then processed to an external server and possibly even passed on to third parties. The fact that Microsoft could potentially spy on my living room is merely a twisted nightmare. Now remember, two of the articles to do with um, the rise of the mental health authorities, they'll also have all the access to your emotional states, as it says here. Back with more after this. Dryden said, I made a judgment call. There was no time to ask anyone. 
School Superintendent Jack uh, Barshinger told the Daily Herald that the survey was meant to determine which students were emotionally unstable and considering self-harm. That's what they'll tell you, of course. And as I say, all these things, uh, all these um, forms and so on get sent to mental health authorities and all the rest of it, even police. He says, we can't help them if they aren't aware of their needs, he said. However, male to parents did not specify whether the survey was mandatory or optional. That's ta- standard. You, you take, most of you take for granted it must be mandatory. That's what they carry on. A petition of support which described Dryden as an uncharacteristically engaging educator attracted 4,000 signatures and pleaded with administrators to not discipline him. And it said it's Mr. Dryden's task as an educator to impart his students with the knowledge and ability to make informed choices, even if this leads to conscientious objection, the letter said, uh, for the administration of Batavia High School to pursue disciplinary action against a dedicated educator whose instruction is solely student-centered is, in our opinion, an extreme lapse of professional competence. It says, through the scrutiny and media attention, Dryden has maintained that the survey's legality, not he, should be the focus of the story, and it's not the truth, eh? And um, he's asked people about the survey, I think I'm a sideshow. He said, I'm not a martyr, I'm trying to refocus people's attentions. And he says, calm down. Well, that sort of thing's happening all over. They don't want, they're training a whole population, a whole generation. They really don't have rights. Government is the boss, you see. And uh, I've mentioned before by H.G. Wells, that eventually we'll train the populations like this. The government is the supreme boss. It's a god, basically. Uh, and many of the big top uh, social scientists engaged in creating the culture we're now going through today said the same thing. And people, unfortunately, are believing it, too. Because all the, all the fiction you watch on TV doesn't help either, because it's loaded with all of these, um, these suggestions in it, of course. But you just follow and obey, obey, obey. That's what it's about. Now, in Canada, it's a bit different here. They actually strip-search students and so on. And it says here that uh, St. Jerome, Quebec, a school board north of Montreal, has launched an internal investigation after a school staff strip-searched 20 high school students to find a cell phone during a year-end exam. Imagine that, eh? I mean, 21st century. It doesn't look too good, does it? Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back. Cutting for the Matrix and talking about this article here from Quebec, Canada, where the school uh, board got uh, an internal investigation after school staff strip searched 28 high school students with the age of 15 to 16. And there's 28 uh, uh, of them, these students, said. Students were asked ordered to put their phones on teachers' desks to prevent cheating during a math exam, but one phone was unaccounted for, prompting teachers to order the strip search. They put them in a small room. One, one girl said, who didn't give her name, and they said, take off your bra, then raise your arms, even tapped us on the back. And this is the school board spokesman, Nadine Broku, admits the teachers went too far and so on and so on. But they didn't find the phone, so it doesn't say here if they found it or not. And, but regardless, I mean, uh, this, is, this is a new system. This is a new system 
which is going way beyond uh, any progress that was made over the years. Because schools, when I was small, were, were even worse than that. And that was all rigorous stuff, too. You were marched into the school like you were in, a, in the military, literally marched. And you had to line outside your, your schools and long lines in the pouring rain, and it didn't matter if it was snow rain or, or boiling hot. And you had to march in and out uh, as, as regimented, really regimented. Then they made some progress for a while, and that seems to be going back to their way again. There's a couple of callers on the phone. We'll take uh, Dan from Pennsylvania. Hi, um, thanks for taking my call. I was just wondering if you had any recommendations of any old um, ancient history books or uh, ancient philosophy books from uh, trustworthy authors um, that would provide somewhat of a foundation for somebody who's in their young 20s and trying to learn about all this stuff from a very base perspective. Uh, you best to get uh, some of the university books on the philosophers themselves uh, because uh, the translations are pretty good. There are, there's a selection to choose from, from the old Greek especially, and uh, you, you'll find taking the, the, the writings of the philosophers themselves translated is the best way to learn. Uh, you, you'll find what they were driving at during their discourses, as they call them, and where they wanted to take the, the, the minds of their listeners, of their readers, and that's the best way to learn. If you find, you also get the, the commentaries of, of uh, specialists, supposedly, on philosophy, etc., who give you their spins on the take, how they take these writings, and but they can also spin them in different directions, especially start with actual writings themselves, like Plato and, uh, and uh, Aristotle, etc., and start from there. That's the best way to learn anything. But the university libraries, a lot of them uh, sell off the older books, and so on. You can find them online and you can certainly get them really cheap nowadays. Does that help? I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to really search for yourself and uh, and get the best buys because uh, there's just a lot of good books out there for good prices. At one time, they were both expensive to buy before uh, you had e-books and so on or you had to the internet to, to look up for books, use books. But now it's pretty easy to get a hold of and um, and you, you get the right sort of conclusions too. And it's, it's very, very true. What it gives you is a, a, an insight into sciences that were known thousands of years ago on how the people's minds worked, the majority of people. And that's really what it's about, how, how it works. Today, as I say, it's, it's massive sciences, neuroscience, psychology, behaviorism. It's all based really uh, on, on these ancient founders of uh, philosophy, etc. And, uh, and of course, the shape and direction of this, the, the, the world is going is also to do with the, what we see as the left, the far left, the far right. Uh, and ultimately, if you read the book for yourself, you'll find there's no difference between the two of them. They both believe that the intelligent that elect should run the world. And so it doesn't matter if you vote left wing, right wing, that's where it's all supposed to go according to today's uh, system. Now, also, I want to mention this, that Russia warns Obama about Monsanto. Um, everybody else inside the States and Canada and everybody else is warning about Monsanto. And it says that the shocking uh, minutes rushing to President Putin's meeting this past week with U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry revealed Russian leaders' extreme outrage over the Obama regime's continued protection of global seed and plant biogeneric uh, genetic uh, giants in Erdia and Monsanto in the face of a growing bee apocalypse that the Kremlin warns will lead to world war, he says. But of course it won't do that. It's going to be a war of, of foodstuffs for sure. 
of killing the bees off. So according to these minutes uh, released in the Kremlin today by the Ministry of Natural Resources and Environment of the Russian Federation, Putin was so incensed over the Obama regime's refusal to discuss this great matter, he refused for three hours to even meet with Kerry, who had travelled to Moscow on a scheduled diplomatic mission, but then relented so as to not cause an, ever, an even greater rift between those two nations. At the centre of this dispute between Russia and the US, this MNRE report says, is the undisputed evidence that a class of neuroactive insecticides, chemically related to nicotine, known as neonicotinoids, are destroying the planet's bee population, which actually they are, it's been tested out all over the place, and which if left unchecked, destroy the world's ability to grow enough food to feed its population. Because the people don't realize that the farmers uh, rent, they, they, they hire these guys to come in with their bees uh, to, to pollinate the fields and so on. And that's all true. But it says, so grave has the situation become that MNR year posted the full European Commission this past week instituted a two-year precautionary ban set to begin on 1st December 2013 on these bee-killing pesticides following the lead of Switzerland, France, Italy, Russia, Slovenia and Ukraine, all of whom had previously banned these most dangerous of genetically altered organisms from being used on the continent. Since two of the most feared neonicotinoids are banned are Actara and Cruiser, made by the Swiss uh, global biotech seed and pesticide giant Cynergenta EG, which employs over 26,000 people in over 90 countries, and ranks third in, in total uh, sales in the commercial agricultural seeds market. Important notices is that uh, Syngenta, along with the biotech giants Monsanto, Bayer, Dow and DuPont, now control nearly 100% of the global market for genetically modified pesticides, plants and seed, and of course you buy the seed, uh, then to grow the, the, the seeds in their plants, you have to use their pesticides, and that's the deal that they come along with, you see. It's also to note about Syngenta, this report continues, it's that in 2012 it was criminally charged in Germany for concealing the fact that genetically modified corn killed their cattle, and settled a class action lawsuit in the U.S. for $105 million after it was discovered they had contaminated the drinking supply of some 52 million Americans in more than 2,000 water districts with this gender-bending herbicide atrazine. It's, a, it's, a, it's basically a synthetic form of estrogen. It's just to, to how staggeringly fruitful the situation is, the MNRE says it can be seen in a report issued by the past March, this past March by the American Bird Conservancy, where they warned that our whole planet is in danger and we can in part read as a, as a part of a study on parts on impacts from the world's most widely used class of insecticides and nicotine-like chemicals called neonicotinoids. American Bird Conservancy has called for a ban on the use uh, as seed treatment treatments and for the suspension of all applications pending an independent review of the products effects on birds, terrestrial, aquatic, invertebrates and other wildlife. This stuff is seeping into the water. And I read the articles last year from India uh, where they brought the stuff in there and uh, so many of their, their wells now for a 200 mile radius uh, is utterly poisoned. Utterly poisoned with the stuff. But again, it's big business, and with big business, there's a lot of clout, and it is U.S. government policy. I've read articles, too. The government told all their, the, 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 the people from embassies and so on to push this product across the planet. Quite something. Now, there's one little victory for raw milk. Uh, one guy was acquitted recently, 
weaknesses in the days of Creedy Creeping Tourney, some would say Galloping Tourney. Whenever freedom wins a battle, it's time for a celebration, so put yourself to pour yourself a like a champagne glass full of health, more delicious tea, more free raw milk, and grace a toast to Vernon Hershberger, who was just acquitted by a jury on three or four counts of food crime. Hershberger can now return to his farm and continue producing healthy food for his neighbours. The jury's verdict sent an unmistakable message when a farmer like Hershberger wants to run a cooperative food club and provide his neighbours with raw milk and other non-Monsanto farm-grown foods without a regional license he's acting within his legitimate rights. In other words, both raw milk and direct-to-consumer food clubs have been effectively legalised in Wisconsin. So that's one that's got away with it there. And, and it's true enough because we eat so much poison today because of the processed foods, because we are um, drinking milk that is often from cattle fed with the, the GM corn and so on, as I say, it killed a lot of them off in Germany, uh, that's removing poison to the whole food chain is as they go into meat. We're actually eating a lot of stuff too, which is simply the byproducts, the waste products of the chemical industries added to all kinds of foods today. And that's been well, that's well known. And talking about food too, a site to dish off maggots with supermarket meat, it says, livestock to be fed larvae, maggot larvae, reared on cow and pig excrement in the European Union trial to meet rising demand for meat. Now, the rising demand for meat is simply the fact they want to export it all to China and so on. And so Crete, again, is the, the fountainhead of uh, the move to debase the food altogether, make the cheap in it too, and cut the corners for maximizing the profit, as he call it. So they're going to feed them this. So it says here they're going to use protein-rich fly maggots instead of soya beans and animal feed. And the waste products, including spent grain from whiskey making, could be used. And the global demand for meat and dairy products is predicted to double by 2050. It's hardly the most appetizing of prospects, but it could just be the only viable way to satisfy the ever-increasing global demand for meat, or, or, or basically greed from the what they want to export it. So the way to feed animals with protein-rich maggots, and it says here that soil beans, which are normally used in the feed for animals such as chickens, pigs, and fish, I great demands so with scientists and farmers have been searching for a cheap and viable alternative. And that's the whole point, cheap and viable alternative, right? And it says here the EU plan will see flies bred on an industrial scale using readily available animal and vegetable waste with the maggots or larvae which they create then being used for feed. The type of waste product used would vary depending on the location of the fly farms with sawdust and even used grain for whiskey design processes being touted as possibilities. With rising population and changes in dietary habits, the demand for meat and dairy products is predicted to double to two, by 2050. There'll be an estimated 3 billion extra mouths to feed. Well, actually, it's going to fall like hell because I've read all the articles from the United Nations itself on that, too, and a few other studies have been done. It's actually going to fall after about 2040. This will get more sterile on the stuff that they're eating because <laughs> it does that to you, too. Quick something else, isn't it? What they're doing here is just going ahead to cheapen everything, the cost, to maximize the profit. That's all it's about. That's all it's about, folks. So I'll put this article up tonight, too. And also, in, uh, in this, this age of uh, bringing in lots of foreign students and so on and so on, this New York University researchers are accused of sharing secrets with China for tuition and rent, it says. It says, um, 
Federal prosecutors Monday charged three NYU researchers with commercial bribery conspiracy for sharing their work with MRI technology with a Chinese company. Only two were arrested as a third had already fled to China, Reuters reports. The lead researcher Yudong Zhu also received $400,000 from an executive of China's United Imaging Healthcare. His assistants, Xing Yang and Eli, didn't receive cash, but unless they had their tuition and rent paid for, respectively. And, um, there were way beyond, there were two way beyond briefcases full of money sent to them. So, big money, of course. You can't really have secrets this day and age when there's so much money out there. That's why so many of the cops now are selling dope on the streets to confiscate it and also to go and sell it. And in Sweden, too, there's been really pushed by, especially one primary group, uh, uh, to take it multiculturalism in a big, big way. Um, from a woman who actually came in from New York, uh, who's pushing a lot of it. Uh, they're getting uh, ethnic unrest now with the riots in the immigrant areas. This is night seven in Sweden. Cars are still ablaze and police are attacked. Uh, automobiles were torched. Police confronted stone-wielding youths in Stockholm suburbs. Early Sunday, as riots were erupted following reports that police had killed an elderly immigrant and they entered their first week. Well, the guy himself was, was found with a machete waving it about hit the cops as they came to him. Focus of violence and vandalism continue to pose a challenge in Stockholm, the Swedish capital, that's home to an increasingly diverse two million residents. When it comes to car fires, there have been a few uh, spread out in various locations, but not as many as in recent days, Stockholm police reports. So there, this, this around that area is the home of uh, quite a large population of uh, immigrants and, and of course, uh, uh, they're criticizing you not have enough uh, welfare system and all the usual stuff that you, you'll find. But the countries, of course, can't afford to keep like Britain, for instance, can't keep affording taking immigrants and spending so much in a welfare system, borrowing money to pay for it. The bankers love it. Big bankers of lend to nations love that. But the, the, the population in a small country can't afford to do that. And it's got a small enough population, small country. Anyway, it's going on. And also, too, uh, and as we go through all the political correctness, which is the total destruction of uh, Western civilization, really, that's what it is. For those that have gone through it from the Frankfurt School and so on, where all uh, culture in the West had to be totally destroyed, even right down to giving terrible arts and calling it art in the first place, by putting away realistic-type arts and so on, with talent, or talented artists, and, and then until you get zigzags and stripes across the, the canvas and splodges, etc., and they call that art. That was all part of the Frankfurt School's agenda, and were heavily backed by a big, big organization, uh, and still are, by the way, under different names. But it says, new uh, children's cartoon is called Shizou, Shizou, and it features a boy turning into a girl, you see. And it says, um, Hub, which is a cable channel for children owned by Discovery in Hasbro, it's hoping his new cartoon called Shizao can turn the channel's fortunes around. Hub has struggled to gain viewers since his debut in 2010, but is betting a 12-year-old boy named Guy, who transforms into a female superhero, complete with a purple skirt and cape, pink gloves and white go-go boots, will change that, says. To become a female superhero, Guy uses his magic ring and says the word, You go, girl, it says. When I first heard about the show, my reaction was, Are you out of your minds? Then I looked at it and thought, this is just funny, Margaret Loesch, the chief executive of Hub, told the Los Angeles Times. Hasbro does not tell us how to run the business. Leo said, of course, 
share with me uh, which of the properties they think would tie in best with the strategy, which is a win-win for use. No doubt they'll make a whole bunch of clothing for to go with the, the he-she and so on. Back with more after this. Benefit whatsoever. 
And in all the cases that they get, when they've interviewed them, they're completely unrepentant of, of their, their acts, etc. Completely. And you let them out in the streets again and do it over and over and over again. It's disgusting. But this is, again, the takedown of the, the culture as well, for those who don't quite understand it all. It's all part of it. From Hamish himself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.